Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Reignative Show podcast. Before we dive into our topic of remotion and animation, I want to plug something real quick. Uh, we have just released the Reignative, uh, sorry, the ultimate guide to Reignative optimization with the dedicated sections for animation, state management, stuff like that. So make sure to check this out right after you listen to this show with my great guest, Johnny Berger. Okay, thanks. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the React Native Show podcast. Uh, I'm really excited about this one because I'm a huge Johnny Burger fan, and Johnny Burger is here with us today. Johnny is the creator of Remotion, a framework for making videos in React. Uh, let's bring Johnny to the podcast. Hello, Johnny. How are hey, you? Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, like I said, I'm super excited. The first, time that, the first time that I saw you was on some of your podcasts talking about TypeScript or other, other things. And then uh, several months, I, I guess later, I heard about this thing called Remotion. And then uh, another week or two uh, fly by. And then I made a connection that you are actually an author of, of this. So can you please tell us about something about yourself, your background, and then some elevator pitch for Remotion. Yeah, for sure. So um, before I started Remotion, I was also making a lot of React Native apps, actually. Um, I was doing this full time. And so also a lot of inspiration went into that later on. And uh, yeah, that was my career before. Um, I was just uh, working for agencies uh, as a freelancer um, to do React Native apps, always part-time. And I would also try to make my own projects and try to be a small entrepreneur with these uh, React Native apps. Um, but then two years ago, I created uh, Remotion, which essentially is a way to make a video by writing React code. And yeah, awesome. Uh, actually, since then we have. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we have some we have some lag on 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 the connection. Yeah, so sorry. Let's let's try to let's try to not interrupt each other. Maybe so. Please finish your thought, and then I will go. Uh, and since then, I've been full time on. Remotion, and we've been trying to push this idea of making videos interact further and uh, building out a whole ecosystem. And that's now what I do all the time. Awesome. There is a hope for us, for React Native developers to branch out into uh, entrepreneurship and stuff like that. I'm really excited to, to have you. Um, when I first um, talked about Remotion on other podcasts that I'm on, uh, I probably incorrectly uh, referred to it as another render engine, another uh, render platform for React. Can you say that it is another platform? Video is another platform, like native, like mobile, like Windows? So when we talk about these different renderers, usually what we refer to are um, the different reconcilers. So there's like a reconciler for web, one for um, iOS, one for Windows. Um, and that is also some, some custom JavaScript React code. 
Remotion uses the default reconciler on the web, so it works the same as a regular web React app, um, of course, with some special quirks. But if we are technically speaking about whether it is a special reconciler, it is not. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought so. The the me from two years ago was wrong, and I already knew that. Um, so, can you? You already said that some of the work in React Native space inspired Remotion. So, why did you want to create this? What was the the idea behind it? Did you need such a tool in your in your day to day work, or so? Animations I always found very interesting, and I would also try to put in a lot of animations in my React Native app using Reanimated, or uh, before that came out, Animated. And of course, I was also like good friends with William, who has made this uh, like a big part of uh, his life, animations. And we were both yeah. excited about that and then so i made the react native app actually um was almost done with it and wanted to put it in the store and i was thinking about how do i promote it best of course with a video so i brought out adobe after effects which uh, i had a bit of experience with it but just randomly uh once during running i got the thought wow you know what i think I would be more capable in making a good video if I programmed it in uh, in React, and that's how the idea started. And the idea at the beginning and still is just that we have one hook called use current frame. Um, you put this in your React component, you get the current frame number, and based on that frame number, you can render anything. So I will, it is up I will to definitely you. ask you uh, later in the episode how it works in my workflow. I uh, want to um, stay on this high level for the next two questions because I think those are really interesting for our audience. And those are, what is the biggest use case of Remotion? You just said that I'm a programmer. I made this app. I want a um, marketing video for it. What are the from two years of experience, from your user's experience, what are the use cases that you see that are the most important? All right, so I think Remotion can be useful for people whenever they have either a data-driven video, if they want to animate some data, or in general, if they have a data set and want to render many videos with it. So whenever you do not just want to make one video, but many videos based on something, then I think Remotion can be valuable for them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think on your webpage, you have like a collections of ideas of, uh, of things that you can make with Remotion. Like for example, you can post a video on Instagram 99 times a day uh, from some tweeters, uh, from some tweets, right? So that's one of the use cases. 
Um, yeah, definitely. You can automate all kinds of stuff with it. Um, since you are anyway uh, programmatically creating the video, might as well fetch an API and then combine it with a GitHub Action Pipeline, for example, to then also post it somewhere. So there are a few cool bots made with Remotion. Um, I can think of like a daily cinema program, which is on on a cinema's Instagram story or like some uh, stock tickers that are being uh, posted daily on Twitter. Um, that's a pretty cool use case. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So another high level question that I have is, how is it better, in what way it is better to write your video as a code uh, as opposed to old traditional way of creating movies in, I don't know, iMovie, After Effects, stuff like that? So I can think of a few ways you would like to um, use React to make your videos. One of them is if you like to load some data, maybe you want to hit an API or load a JSON. Um, it is possible with After Effects, I believe, but it's not like they have made this a first-class workflow. I think it's fair to to say that um, you need some hacks to do that. Um, and especially like making they, these tools are suitable for making one video. But then if you want to make another video, you usually just change it and re-render it and change it again and re-render. They do not have as a design goal to render many videos or to create a template and create many derived versions of that, I would say. There are a few other interesting things about video editing. So like going back in history is pretty linear. You pretty much only have undo and redo, while with code you have Git, which is a much more powerful uh, version control system, which has branches and you can cherry pick stuff. So that is a possible benefit as well. Um, from my coding background, one other um, possibility, one other benefit that I can think of is uh, checking the PRs for someone. So if someone is designing a video, creating a video, you might not notice the small change in the background color, but codes code with not with will not lie. You will see the small change in hex value or something like that. So yeah, it, it is it is obvious what code does. It is not obvious what is in this uh, huge video of twenty minutes of four K video. Um, yeah, let's go deeper then. Let's go to the low level of the workflow for uh, for Remotion. I'm a developer. I want to create 100 of programmatically um, generated videos. I want to use my API and yeah, I probably would post stories of it on Instagram. Um, how do I do it? How do I go about it? Okay, so um, I always recommend as the entry point for starting with Remotion by typing in npm init video 
and that will give you a a node project, a, a template from where you can start the preview, which is kind of a small uh, video editor with a timeline. And at the same time, you open up an editor. And in there, you will find just a React component. And in that React component, you can render anything that you want. And if you render uh, something which is a little bit different, um, every frame as time progresses, you will get some sort of animation. And then you render the video either by executing a CLI command, but there are also um, Node.js APIs which you can use to turn that code into a video. And we even have integrations for AWS Lambda so that you can render it in the cloud. So a programmer should hopefully feel pretty comfortable with these APIs. And therefore, I hope that it will also be easy to connect it with other APIs, for example, for posting the video in the end somewhere or taking in some data. Yeah. So I go there, I create my component, I click generate video and it generates my video. So in this component, in this, I, I, I call it web page probably because it is a web page that what are you doing with this web page so that it comes out the other end as a video? Yeah, so it's true. It is just a web page. And uh, essentially, once you, uh, once you define uh, what the web page should render and what time it is, we then open a headless browser and seek to each frame in the video and take a screenshot of it. So we make a ton of screenshots um, for a 30 second video, it will be around 1000 screenshots. So there are a lot of uh, images in a video. And then we use FFmpeg to encode these uh, series of images into an MP4. Um, there's also an audio component in it, which works a bit differently. But I think for video, this is the, the flow. Yeah, this is such a brilliant idea. Uh, again, when I first heard about it, it seems so obvious, right? That you can generate a video from screenshots because videos are like 30 uh, frames per second. You could screenshot some, but like, I really congratulate you, sir. Like it is, I, I think it is very popular now since it came out two years ago, you, I think you added the audio. Uh, it, it wasn't there at the beginning, right? Can you tell us some more about what was the most requ requested functionality of Remotion from developers, from users uh, that wasn't there on the, day, on the day zero? Yeah, so that we uh, missed audio was um, one big lacking feature. And I think the most requested one and audio just works differently. So um, 
we we also try to make like a React like API for it. Um, but then in the end, it kind of like gets mixed into a FFmpeg string, which maybe is not as uh, beautifully simple as uh, video is. And like you said, this idea is uh, pretty straightforward. And I, I still want to maintain that and not make it much more complex um, than that because it is also very easy to explain this idea. Um, I think if you have listened so far, you already get the basic idea. What some, some other things that people have been asking is just more helpers to achieve something that looks nice. So if you just have a blank canvas and the timestamp of the frame, um, it is very, very hard to make something cool. So we added presets for nice animation curves, uh, fonts, uh, filters and effects, um, all sorts of stuff that abstracts the complexity of certain certain things. Okay, thanks. Um, what about going into the future? Uh, what do you think you will focus the most on in the next year when it comes to scaling the remotion? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. So I think there are like two main efforts that I'm going to be undertaking in 2023. One of them is for sure going to be continue to abstract stuff, try to make everything easier and uh, therefore more powerful. Um, and the other thing is try to widen um, the ecosystem a bit, try to make Remotion even less opinionated. So right now Remotion assumes that you use Webpack and that you use Node.js and a headless browser. Um, but there are like so many other things that we could try out. We could use different bundlers. We could like people ask, can I just render SVG only in Node.js and not use a browser? Then others ask, why do I need Node.js? Why can't I just uh, render a video directly in the browser? And uh, some people ask, oh, why do you use FFmpeg? Why don't you use this API? Why don't you use Rust? Um, so we've been getting so many ideas, and some of them are good, um, like especially pointing us towards things that could make uh, video encoding even faster. So I want to explore all of these things and hopefully adopt as many of them as possible. So rendering a video without needing a headless browser or using Rust for encoding the video to make make it faster, this all seems very exciting to me and I'm gonna be pursuing that. Yeah, those seem like a very hard questions, some very hard ask you get from your users. I have uh, some other tough questions for you. Let's go to the tough questions se uh, section. So tough right. question about Remotion. 
who shouldn't be using it? What is the use case that this tool is not made for and you can break your leg trying to use it inappropriately? Okay, so you need to be a good React developer to use Remotion. I think at, at least at the moment, it really is a framework that is for React enthusiasts. If you have two videos and you want to uh, trim them and cut them together and maybe resize them, it is painfully hard in Remotion. And I would recommend you to use iMovie for that. Um, so we, we are aware that it's a bit tedious to do things that maybe people think are simple. And to deal with that, you need to be a React fan and an enthusiast. Otherwise, you might not be able to bear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny. I think we are about to wrap up the remotion section, but there is one last question that I want to, to answer, and it is, is there anything else that you want to share uh, with people about remotion? I didn't ask you about it, and you really want to get it out into the world. I would tell people, if you are interested in animations, making visuals, then you just try out Remotion. It's very easy to get started. Um, go to our website or type in npm init video. Uh, it, it's free and easy to get started. And I, I think it's one of the most fun ways you can use React. So um, I recommend you to try it out. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Actually, when you are a React Native developer by day, you can be a video creator by night. That's it's as as simple as that. Um, yeah. Do you want to add something? Yeah. So um, I I think React Native developers will feel uh, very much at home. And a fun fact about it is that some functions like the interpolate function and the spring function, we have actually copy pasted straight from reanimated. So these are uh, exactly the same. So that's one way you'll see the React Native influence on our sleeves. Yes, actually, uh, you took this question from my head because <laughs> I want to move to the animations. This is the React Native Show podcast, so we cannot talk about Remotion only. Uh, my excuse to ask you and to talk about this exciting subject was that you are an expert in animations, and we didn't have an episode about animation yet, so let's create one. Let's go over the ways to animate things in React Native and in general maybe, but specifically in React Native. And um, and yeah, let's go over the the landscape of animations in React Native. Um, can you say some more about the connections between Remotion and React Native? What was the inspiration exactly? Uh, what other functions are copied and pasted and stuff like that? Yeah, so. The, I definitely came from that. So how animations 
uh, work, like in, in terms of CSS, in terms of math, it is very similar. But if I might point out one difference um, to React Native is that React Native animations are very performance sensitive. And uh, this changes a lot the way uh, how animation libraries work in React Native. So if I can compare it to Remotion again, what we do is we just re-render a component 30 times a second. It doesn't really matter how, how slow it is. Um, as long as you encode it into a video later, it will play in uh, real time. Maybe the render time is long. But uh, Remotion can afford this. Just use a hook and render something. In React Native, it is not so easy. It, the animation would be very slow if it would just mean updating a React component 30 times a second. So React Native has some utilities to accelerate an animation. Um, the first one, of course, was uh, the animated API, which would animate some things without triggering a React Native re-render. And then reanimated went a step further and outsourced these animations on, on a different thread so they could run even faster. So, okay. I've actually pointed out more differences than similarities, but uh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I, I get your point. I get your point. There are some um, inspirations, but there are also major differences. And I, and I get that reanimated is not... Its workflow has nothing to do with React Native. It has to do with Node. It has to do maybe with Web. But React Native, as long... Probably you could use React Native Web in your web project to create this uh, this animation, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you you could do both ways. So you can use React Native Web to use and to make an animation in Remotion, and it actually is uh, pretty common. And if you would bring Remotion to React Native. Or let's think about what would be the most primitive way to create an animation in React Native. It would be uh, to use no tools at all, except to, in a use effect, have like a, a set timeout or a set interval to continuously <laughs> update the UI. So this would indeed create an animation. It would just not be a very yeah. impressive one performance-wise. It's going to be slow animation. It's going to uh, stagger a lot. Um, yeah, let's go back to the structure of this episode. So the structure that I have is I want to go from CSS, and because I feel like CSS is a precursor to React Native styling, but somehow we got styling from CSS, but we don't got the animations from CSS. Do you have any context around that? Do you know um, why is that? Yeah, so it's a, it's a good question. So we did not have 
CSS out of the box on on native, right? Um, someone had to build that. Um, so Yoga is the the library that takes a subset of the CSS that we know from the web and applies it to the native layer. And I assume they took the the easy bits or the the good bits, but then when it came to animation, they realized that, hey, this is a a different platform. And on on this topic, maybe it makes more sense to be agnostic. And I I agree with them that um, just porting CSS animations over um, directly would maybe have been a bit short-sighted. Yeah, yeah, probably. So um, we got CSS out of the way. Um, so the next level, the level zero in complexity is the out-of-the-box solution from React Native. And there are two different APIs um, in React Native that allow you to, to animate things. You mentioned animated already. So let's start from that one. Um, can you tell us um, what is it? How do you use it? What what are the limitations? What can you do with it? Sure. So um, also not being a complete expert, but I think animated will animate on the same JavaScript thread as the the rest of your app. So if you have a um, slow re-render, then your animation might also uh, get stuck, unfortunately. Um, but it avoids making a React re-render. So it does not set a state um, to, to do that. Then there's like a flag, use native driver, which might optimize it even a bit more and use something uh, a bit more native, um, something in, in a lower layer. Uh, but I, I also don't remember on top of my head yes, how that I works. I think it's that a bit flag only applies to some properties of the view, of the style, not all of them. So I don't, from the top of my head, I don't remember what are the um, properties that you could, could use it and what are that you cannot, but there are a lot of limitations on this. Uh, you can translate and scale, but you probably cannot change the height and width of the element. That uh, would, that seems legit to me that uh, this is the case. So I, I guess this brings us to the other way you have in mind, which improves on that, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I want to stay in the um, out-of-the-box React Native experience because um, I learned today that it's been in React Native core since 2015. So it's, it's not new. I've first discovered it, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago, and it looked like magic to me. Is you can write this one line of code and it will automatically 
take your uh, set up your animations. So I'm talking about layout animation, which is so damn simple API, but very limited. Uh, basically, how it works is that you set when you are about to change state, uh, either right before it or right after it, you uh, create this layout animation, configure next animation, and then it takes care of this animation for you automatically. Uh, mind blown. Uh, me, four years ago, first used it. Uh, I was really, really impressed of React Native back then. Oh, yeah. Um, layout animation is also um, a good one. I think it's uh, very optimized even. Um, I, you know, I like to uh, control my transforms uh, explicitly. So uh, left top, scale, rotate, um, transform. And uh, layout animation works, works a bit differently in that. So this was never my preferred way of animating in React Native. But I have to admit, for many use cases, this is a very good solution. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like you said, I want to move to more advanced solution, but I also want to summarize the animated API. So in animated API, we have values that we can um, animated values that change over time, we can interpolate them. And based on those values, we can assign some style properties to animated views and other things. Um, also, we can hook it up, hook it, hook animated API to work with gestures. We can use uh, pan responder or other mechanism, I, I forgot the other mechanism. The other mechanism is animated event, I think. Um, so I want, uh, so with this summarization, let's go to reanimated because reanimated, I feel like has counterparts to what I've just listed uh, for animated. So yeah, let, fire it up. Uh, tell me something about reanimated. Yeah, so first, maybe you have to distinguish between uh, reanimated one and reanimated two. They work very differently. Um, and, and the reanimated one syntax is, uh, last time I checked, um, is still available and common and used in, uh, for example, React Navigation. And that API essentially created its own like that anim that API works by uh, chaining by currying functions together. Um, so you could describe how an animation should look like in JavaScript by having functions like add, subtract, multiply, but you would not use the actual plus sign. You would you would use a function, and that would then translate. Um, into a native animation that runs off the UI thread, and these and like these thirty functions that we have um, are just a way of constructing uh, 
a language that the native UI uh, thread understands. So this was a big innovation um, back then because finally um, it was not all dependent on one single thread and therefore the animations could be much faster. And also with these 30 mathematical functions um, that I mentioned, the animations could be more complex because the animated API does not implement all of them. And yeah. then Reanimated 2 made another big innovation by eliminating this uh, math syntax that could get pretty complicated and allow you to write real JavaScript code. So instead of add two comma two, you can now write two plus two. Um, and that those animations work in a different thread, but you still co-locate it in your normal JavaScript code. So you, you solve both things. You can still write regular JavaScript, use your normal variables, um, have higher familiarity, but still offload the animations to a different thread, which just is faster. Yeah, actually, when I first saw the use worklet, um, I don't know how it's called, but you use worklet at the at the beginning of your function. Uh, I thought that this is not only the reanimated thing; that this is like a general thing that exists <laughs> in a in a JavaScript. And then I saw some other projects that are not animation projects have nothing to do with uh, UI, but they still have reanimated as a dependency because they want to be able to use this use worklet uh, directive. So it is mind blowing that we have a animation library that is a dependency for other libraries that have nothing to do with the UI. Totally. I mean, it is a huge problem that JavaScript is single-threaded, especially in React Native, we deal with low. We also have to consider low-end devices. And running JavaScript single-threaded on that just is a problem in general. And worklets are one big step in the right direction that we can do expensive calculations in another thread and keep the thread that draws the user interface unblocked. So we we achieve more fluid use user interfaces. Yeah. So until now, we discussed how reanimated one and reanimated two was revolutionizing, right? Uh, let's talk about, in terms of visuals, what they bring to the table. Yeah, so obviously with Reanimated 2, since you can write a full JavaScript, like you can write regular JavaScript, uh, you can create more complex animations. Uh, another reason you can create more complex animations 
is that you can write faster code and therefore uh, you can you can have a higher performance budget, right? You can do more things. And if you if it take less times, you can do even more things and create even more awesome stuff. I think if I can bring in two two other contenders, then like we can make a whole spectrum of of ways to animate in React Native. So there are like really high level uh, libraries like Moti, which are super easy to use, few lines of code, and they automatically animate things. But uh, we, we cannot expect from them that you have full control over all keyframes and what exactly is being done. And then we have layout animations, which also have a bit of a preset um, react, uh, reanimated two and, and one, which leave a lot up to the developer, um, but are very fast. And if we want to go even lower, then it's about using non, like, okay, not non-native, not native to React Native uh, libraries. So like uh, animating using Swift or Core Animation or using React Native Skia, where animations also work totally differently um, and on the GPU. And that's one of the hardest ways to to animate. So I would say you you need to find you need to think about what what you want to do. How much control do I need? Um, what is my performance budget? All these libraries also have different performance characteristics, and based on that, you need to find like the the right tool on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. That's a, actually that's a great summary. Much better than I would have done. Thanks, thanks a lot for that. F thanks for mentioning uh, Mori and 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 all the other. Um, actually, there is. Um, it's not a library; it's a player uh, for After Effects uh, JSON files. It's called Lori, and I feel like this is the. The, the 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 next step forward even because you don't write the animations yourself you just play them you leave the animation configuration to your designers uh and you just get the json file and you just plug it into your application and it works and it's it, it's quite performant i would say and i feel like there is a similarity between what we have in lori and what you have in Remotion, to go full circle back to Remotion, what you have in Remotion as a player. So player takes React code uh, in some form, I don't know how it works, and then it plays it. It's not a video that the, the player from Remotion is playing. This is, what what is it? And if you think you could somehow plug it into React Native World so that we can play other React components. Yeah, totally. Like Lottie is a very interesting format. It, it is the only one that we have talked so far, which 
is a format. So you express your uh, animation in JSON, and you can also export it and, and use it somewhere else and just uh, play it. And it's kind of like the animation is already predefined, right? Um, so let, let's talk about the strengths and the weaknesses of Lottie, since it is already predefined of how it's going to work. We cannot make it react to user gestures or to to a scroll view. That is one big limitation of Lottie. However, one huge advantage of Lottie is that it's very easy to author because, or like you can create much, you can offer much more complex animations because you can do them visually in in After Effects where you can like drag keyframes around and create these animations with your mouse um, rather with code, which makes it much more uh, easy to create. It's almost like an anti-pitch for remotion, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you can author really complex animations using Lottie. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think it's an anti pitch for emotion. Like we said in the in the first part of this episode, like you have your use cases, you use the proper tool, and for animations, like you said, Lottie cannot react to anything that is happening in the runtime. This is predefined, so you might as just as well. Um, if you have graphic design, like I find that developers are not really usually good graphic designers. So if you give them the spec of animation, they can write it. But then if you give them the animation itself in a JSON file, it's much easier. <laughs> it's simple as that. And someone else can do the, the, the figuring out what colors to use, what speed, what interpolation, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I feel like we covered a lot here in this episode about remotion and animations. Um, is there anything at all you would want uh, you want to say about animation or remotion? Please uh, do do it now because we are about to end the episode. All right. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot for having me on. It was like super nice to talk about that, and of course. Um, Callstack is also uh, spearheading uh, it into a very good direction, and you have a lot of people who are able to animate a lot of things. Like the thing that you said in the end is uh, is a really good point that I think reflects the reality a lot. For all the techniques to animate, except Lottie, you need to have someone who can code and has a good taste and skills to bring these visuals into the code. And I think that's a challenge that uh, is being faced a lot, where with Lottie, you kind of have like a workflow where a designer can uh, do their thing in After Effects and just hand it off to a React Native developer. And you don't need anybody who is both a designer and a developer. So in in real life, this is most often the case. And I think that's why Lottie is a 
solution for which is very widely used. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, Johnny. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you here. Uh, thank you so much, Colstack, for letting me do this, for letting me talk about Remotion on the React Native Show podcast. Uh, I hope you, I hope to catch uh, Johnny soon on another podcast where we can talk about other things. And for this episode, it is over. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks a lot. And thanks, Colstack, for everything that you're doing. <laughs>